We are back in the KTOE studio today and more guests. Love having guests in the studio. A couple of different folks here. We've got District 77 Superintendent Paul Peterson. How you doing, Paul? I am great, Lisa. You're, it's good to see you again. You're still standing up. Standing up, taking in oxygen every day. <laughs> It's fantastic. Better than the alternative. Yep. We also have our school board chair, Shannon Sinning, with us. How are you? I'm doing well. Bring that mic closer to your Bring mouth. It's closer? Okay, I'm yeah. not a professional. Well, like we want to so. hear you. Apparently, okay. neither are the people that are emailing me right in the middle of my interview here, but we'll turn that off. All right. Uh, so we're here to talk a little bit about um, school stuff, school board stuff, yeah. referendum stuff. I know. Do we want to start right away with... Um, where do you want to start, Paul? Oh, God. I mean, Where do you want to start? Well, here we are. We're in the middle of October in a typical school year. I mean, this is the fall break era of uh, school year. Everybody's taking a big, deep M-E- breath. MEA weekend. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yep. Well-deserved. Do we still our... call it MEA? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Because that went away for a while, and then it was something else. and now, But everybody kept calling it MEA, so we're just going to go with that? That's right. Yep. Big uh, teacher <laughs> conference on Thursday of this week. And then uh, Friday, just a, a full-on fall break day across Minnesota. And then, uh, yeah, back at it. So in a typical year, we'd be, you know, talking about, hey, start of the school year. How are the enrollment numbers? Um, how, how, how are the kids doing? Et cetera, et cetera. And, and we, that's all, that's all fair game as well. Mm-hmm. But this is a unique year in that we've been working uh, for the last couple months in preparing our school district residents for a big election. And so that's top of mind it, from our school board, district leaders, right on through our staff and our parents and caregivers. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really been top of mind for quite a few weeks now. All right. So I have been um, sitting here with many a question and things that I need answered. So I'm going to I'm glad you brought Shannon with yeah. because uh, we're going to ask kind of some tough questions today. I've got some wow. questions okay. that I want. Well, he's, he looks scared. Um <laughs> referendum coming up we've talked before on the show about what it is that the district is asking of people that live within the district and what we're what we're voting for quick nutshell from either one of you on the things that that uh, we've talked about the I'll, one and the two yeah the I'll questions. give you I'll give you the quick uh, readers digest version two question referendum on November 7th asking for facility improvements across Mankato area public schools question one um, incorporates three Parts, safety and security, early learning, and the remodel, the start of the remodel of West High School. Mm -hmm. That's all question one. Question two is specific to our outdoor um, co-curricular facilities at both East High School and West High School. For question two to move forward, question one has to pass. Okay. So that's the overview. Question one is $105 Question two is 15 All right. And so we're going to vote on that when? Voting is now, uh, right? Yeah, voting. It, it's, it's really interesting. You know, as an early voting state, it's, it's election day is November 7th. Mm-hmm. But really, that's the last day you can vote because you can vote right every, now. You can vote right now. I voted yesterday. Okay. And so um, easy, easy process at the Blue Earth County Historical Courthouse um, right in downtown Mankato. And yeah, on November 7th, it uh, all wraps up and we see where our voters are. All right. So tell me about the process. And Shannon, maybe you, you can answer this. When did you think and and what did you think? Why was it a good time for the school board to decide to move forward with asking for this? What was the process f- well, for you all? The process actually started way before I was on the school board, honestly. I mean, I was, I was uh, appointed a, a little over a year ago and then I was elected last year for a four-year term. But the process started... I guess when Paul probably first got here from St. Peter, mm-hmm. um, when they were looking at the previous board. And um, since that time, we've done three community surveys through a professional firm. And that has actually 
what we've done in those surveys is asked a lot of questions about different things on our list of things that need to happen and what priority order they need to be in. And then what is the tax tolerance or cost that taxpayers are willing to pay to make these improvements. So we've used those three surveys over an 18 month period to really drill down and do exactly what the community is asking us to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over 60% of the people, well over 60% directed us to create the list of what we're doing and how much it's going to cost. So we've put a lot of research into this. Um, it's not something that happened overnight. We've been working on it a long time. Okay. So we feel comfortable with all the things that we have on those lists. So, because the community is directing us what they want to happen. Right, right. So, and it's, if that it, makes sense. It does, it does make sense. You know, I think about, um, I was just most recently in Owatonna for the governor's pheasant opener. One of the, the, one of the things that the uh, Visit Owatonna folks had planned for us was the um, tour of their brand new high school. Ooh, nice. Uh, have you seen this? Yeah. I bet you've been through that. And, that. and so the principal gave us a whole tour rundown. It almost took like two hours, yeah. but he was explaining. And I noticed that a lot of the things that he was explaining to me were things that I had heard in conversations that I'd had with you, Paul, about like secure entries mm-hmm. and, and ways that um, to keep kids safe uh, in, in that respect. Um, but what a, what a beautiful facility. We're not looking to build a whole new facility. Um, Although that was one of the questions in the survey. Was it? Yeah. Mankato High, the original Mankato High School. I mean, we we did ask, you know, would you support rebuilding an entirely new school in another location? People preferred to remodel what we have where it is. Okay. Because people have a lot of loyalty to that school. So that was a choice that people had made when in the survey. That's yeah, yeah. that was one of the questions. We had a lot of questions. These questions got very detailed too. So when people are asking, how did this list come about? Well, we put together a lot of things that we know were on the list of things we need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had the community basically prioritize these things and the cost through those surveys. And those surveys were well supported. We went with what was supported at high levels, Mm -hmm. cost and different types of projects. So which I think is pretty I mean, I've seen other, when you think about like All Seasons Arena and they thought, oh, are we going to build a new one or are we going to just fix what we have? Are we going to take care and maintain what we have? Or, and so I I can see this kind of going along with that train of thought here in in this community. Yeah. Um, I I know I'm the chair. I mean, that doesn't mean I have, you know, necessarily more say than the other six board members, but Mm -hmm. anything I do, I want data behind it and support behind it. I mean, it's like, you're not just taking an idea and just throwing it out there. I mean, we did a lot of research on Mm -hmm. this. I mean- Obviously, staff did a lot of research, Paul, the cabinet too, but we've had other firms. We've had, we've talked to everybody. I mean, and this is what we drilled down into. This is what the community supports and this is what they think is important. So when you're thinking about looking at it, I mean, in my mind, I already know that if we had a hundred percent of the people vote, well over 60% would support this because Mm -hmm. we've done the surveys. We already know that's what they want. So So in that 60%, you will have that, the, the 40% that don't, right? Can we, can we speak to that a little bit? Because I wonder often about people that are young, I've got children of voting age or people that, that maybe don't have kids in the district anymore. Why should we care what you do with the schools? We're not using them Mm -hmm. Um, and how important it is, uh, what the, what the board and the district's idea is on supporting our public schools moving forward in that way. Like, why is that important to the community? Boy, I don't, you know, I don't think your show is going to be long enough for us to talk about all of that. But, um, you know, that, that question does come up um, because most people who live in a school district do not have kids in, currently in the school district. Mm-hmm. And so it's a fair question. Like, why would we support this? Or why, why, would, why would people who either are too young to have kids or have already had their kids go through school support the, continue to support a school district? And it really comes down to a couple different things. Number one quality of life and community assets. Um, historically, the Manca- the greater Mankato area has understood that in order to continue to be a vibrant and diverse, di- diverse 
uh, region, that takes a whole lot of ingredients to, to make that happen. It takes a thriving and strong business community. It takes great quality and affordable housing. And it also takes a, a very strong public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the first uh, – business owners tell me all the time, one of the first things when they're trying to attract new talent to the region, they say, tell me about your schools. And so it's a, it's a job. It, it attracts people here um, for jobs, um, people buying homes people starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are those are reasons. The other thing, especially when we talk to some of our more uh, senior citizens within the community, more and more I hear stories about how when their kids were going through, there were other people within the community that supported, um, that supported their kids mm-hmm. and supported their experience. And so now it's their turn to, to do oh, that. Okay. And so it, it really is about living in community and what sort of community people want to live. I think that our school board is very wise, very smart to put this in a in a thoughtful way. I mean, the last time we had a, a bond referendum was about 10 years ago. Okay. And so it's not as if these things come at voters every two years or every three years. Mm-hmm. These are these are spread out. Um, but what it does is it helps the community have the conversation about what do we want this place to look like, not immediately, but what do we want it to look like for the foreseeable future? Right. And I think that as a superintendent, it's important that we don't get 10, 15 years down the line where our buildings aren't in good shape, where they're starting to crumble, where and people then look back, say, at the year 2023 and ask, what happened there? Like, what were they, what was the board thinking about back in 2023? Didn't they see that that pool didn't have any water? Didn't they think that the Scarlets needed a place to swim? Didn't they right. think that the childcare crisis, while the school board can't solve it on their own, didn't they see that they probably had a role to play there? Et cetera, et cetera. And so that's a part, I mean, living in a democracy, eventually everybody vote, you know, everybody has a chance to weigh in. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the larger conversation about what sort of community do we see for ourselves and for the next generation is really what, in essence, is on the ballot. Right. And I think maybe what weighs on people a little bit is uh, we've all watched all of our bills go up, right? Sure. And it's hard. For us when we're paying more for everything to consider that you know possibly investing back into the community would be a good thing but i can't see how it would be a bad thing right. you know it's it's if just you look a, at, it's a difficult time it is it, it is and we understand that if you look at our rankings though within the big nine conference and statewide to comparable schools we are very either below the average or very average we're not on taxes as okay. far as cost we are well within our you know range of being able to do a small increase like this and we're still below average to average on any of those rankings. So yeah, we also know that strong school systems and strong school facilities, when people, uh, people's property value as their property value increases, um, that means that eventually when they're looking to sell or when they're looking to to do something else, they're going to benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it is, it's, it's a fair question about, Hey, times are tough. Mm -hmm. Um, the challenge that we have is that the facility needs keeping our kids safe, um, reinvesting in the original West Heights or in the original Mankato High School, addressing childcare and early learning. Those things aren't just going to magically go away, right. which means the board, district administration would likely come, if now isn't the right time, then we would come two, three, five years later to voters. And there aren't any of those things that will be cheaper mm-hmm. than they are right now. Um, that's just the way that 
things go. It's not like if it's not like buying a computer back in the eighties, and if you just would have waited mm-hmm. twenty years, that computer is going to be a lot cheaper. Right. Um, the construction costs are what they are, and in the year twenty thirty, very likely construction is going to be more expensive than it is today. Our guests here on Talk of the Town today, District seventy seven Superintendent. Paul Peterson and board chair Shannon Sinning sitting in with us as well. Um, When we talk about some of the things that aren't necessarily structurally related to the schools, we've talked about um, maybe securing entries, Mm -hmm. making things more um, safe for the kids. When you talk about, can you talk a little bit more about early learning and the the other aspects of this that you're asking money for, like childcare? Yeah, I tell you. So, so the, the, a, a component of question one is access to high-quality early learning experiences for kids and their families. And that really gets down to preschool access, making sure that kids from birth up to pre, uh, up to kindergarten have an opportunity to engage in – I mean, those are such formative years. Um, all of the research – And I think we know more about that than we oh. ever – when we were growing up, we didn't you – know, I, I, I didn't go to preschool. Well, 20 years ago, Man- the Mankato region – was leading the way 15 years ago, maybe when Art Rolnick from the um, Minneapolis from the Federal Reserve here in Minnesota mm-hmm. was releasing all of the research on the investments that communities make in birth to five pay off in the long run exponentially. And Mankato put together a group, a, a Greater Mankato Early Learning um, Initiative, mm-hmm. to look at how are we coordinating preschool opportunities. That is now, I mean, that vision from community leaders, a couple school people, but a lot of just community business leaders led to um, us creating the Center for Learning up by up by Stadium, mm-hmm. or, up, or by, uh, on Stadium Drive up off of Map Drive. That's a huge realization of that concept that we need to invest. That building's very big. There's more preschool things that we can do. But the other part of preschool, which is so challenging, what we hear from parents and business owners, is child care. Yeah. Um, and having places, I mean, the scarcity of seats in our region is real. And we there are wait lists for child care providers. All of our, our child, care, child care providers in our communities do exceptional work. But they're booked. We they're just don't full. have I enough mean, if, I've had friends that you say, oh, I, I don't know where what I'm going to do with my kids. Yep. because And the cost is going up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we've said right from the start, I think our board, again, has got this right. They, they've said, we as a school district cannot solve um, the child care or the preschool. We need strong preschool programs that aren't related to MAPS. And we also need great child care. We cannot possibly provide child care to the region. Mm-hmm. But there, but we have a role to play um, with access, with price points, um, to make sure that these kids from, like I said, from birth to five, have every opportunity to get off on the right foot. So then when they hit our doors at kindergarten, in one of our 10 elementary schools, they are ready to go. Um, and on that K-12 pathway, um, the, the, and as prepared as possible. Shannon, are there tough questions that you as a board chair and you, the, uh, the board members have been receiving from the general public? I'm sure you're a little more probably accessible than Paul sometimes. Right. True. True. Yeah. I guess some of the questions, one question that comes up would just be, and I probably wouldn't know this, remember this if I wasn't on the board, but 10 years ago when we had the referendum, East High School and Prairie Winds, that was big on that Mm -hmm. referendum of improving East and then building Prairie Winds, where on this one, people say, well, it's a lot of this is geared towards West, even though we have 12 12 buildings that are involved in the Mm -hmm. referendum. But, you know, we did a lot of things to the East side with Prairie Winds and the East development last time. So now it's West, West turn for 
you know, a good sure. chunk of this. Sure. Um, and that's because it's an old building and it needs work. I mean, if you, the first time I went in there, right when I was appointed a year or so ago, I walked through a Sherry Blazing and I, I had no idea we had a pool sitting there with office furniture in it that had no water for the last four years. Weird, I had, huh? That's structurally not sound. It's basically condemned. I mean, you can't put water into it. It's like, you would think looking at West, you'd think, oh, wow, it's just got to be beautiful inside. You know, it's been there forever. And you go in there and you start looking at it. It's like, this is an old building oh, yeah. with some challenges. I wonder you know? if people were actually to be able to, I've not seen it, but when you say that, I just can imagine my look on my face walking through. Yeah. And it realizing. looks like if it was like a zombie apocalypse. That's exactly <laughs> what I told Paul. I go, in the first text is him. That's what it looks like in there. It's crazy. It was, that sounds bad. But I mean, it's just sitting there because there's nothing we Wasted can do with space. it. Yeah. It's just sitting there with a closed door and you can't go in there and it just looks crazy. Okay. So. Um, but there's a lot of good things we can do. Uh, going back to a different question before, you know, business owners in town, and I'm a business person. Right. One of the main questions they get when people or families are moving here, they want to know what kind of community is it to live in if I move my family there? What is the first or second question they always ask? How is the school How district, the, the public schools? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge for business owners. And if you don't have a thriving business community, which luckily we have in Mankato, you don't have, I mean, you have to have a good school district to mm-hmm. have a thriving business community. They work in tandem. So, I mean, this is huge for businesses, too, to have the best quality school district, public school district we can have. Well, and I think, I mean, just to, to piggyback on that, Shannon, um, I think our business community has seen that. They've listened to the board. They've heard the overview of the referendum. And, I mean, Greater Mankato Growth, them stepping up a few weeks ago and yep. supporting both questions I and saying, mm-hmm. we're not just going to kind of passively sit on the side and hope that this passes, but GMG um, going public and saying, this is just smart for the region, smart mm-hmm. for our community as a whole. That's a that's a pretty strong endorsement that uh, I think that our board has done their done their homework mm-hmm. and has put together a plan that doesn't get too cute. Um, it kicks the ball down the middle of the field, and and now ultimately the voters will decide. And I want to say one thing before we move on um, with G- Greater Mankato Growth GMG. A lot of people, if they're just not connected with it very well, as like at the business level, they go well. Is GMG just some organization that's supporting this? No, if you look at their board of directors, the board of directors, go to their website, look who the board of directors are. That are some of the the smartest business minds in our community. And they, without hesitation, signed off on this and were excited. Mm -hmm. So if the smartest business minds in our community were for this, both question one and question two, it would be hard for me to say that they're wrong, in my opinion, because they looked at everything we did and said, this is great. We need to do this. I mean, that's. These are our business people that are some, like I said, the smartest business minds in our community are the ones signing off on this. So it's not just GMG as some kind of organization. It's their board of directors. Right. So right. we are talking all things referendum today as the big vote is going on right now. And you're still uh, able to vote up until and through the 7th of November. I got that right. 7th of November. Yeah, That's correct? the last day to vote. Like Paul said, you can vote any day. People's County true. Courthouse right you now, can, you today, can, you could walk in. Whatever vote. your choice is. I'm not going to yes tell you what no. to do. Go ahead and vote. But you can do that. And uh, one of the things that I need to talk about and need to address is um, even sitting here in this radio building that I have, I and I've been on social media, happen to see some um, information only because I have uh, Paul on Talk of the Town, and we've had these conversations since before it was even really public, Um there's some information that's being passed around by certain organizations and, and people that might not be true. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. And I looked at that information. And I thought that is not necessarily what I was told from people who have their feet right in the game. Right. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know, you've got to know what I'm talking about. Um, just flat out. I'm going to say misinformation that's being spread. 
Um, what does the school district, the school board, have to say about that? Why haven't I seen any, I don't want to say retaliatory, but uh, other information coming out from from you guys? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, Lisa, because um, the opportunity to respond and, and to share with our community as to what the school district's role is in a campaign is really important. And it's very different than advocacy, either advocating for or advocating against. Mm-hmm. And um, th- it's it's clear that there is an organized uh, vote no um, to this referendum. Now, it's important to note that that organized vote no is not from the area. Um, it's from the Twin Cities. Um, they have uh, purchased social media advertisements. They've done mailing drops and and they're also doing quite a bit of advertising right here. They're, at, uh, they're on the radio. Good old, uh, with our good old radio stations. And so um, the school district has pledged to the community that when we hear of or when we see, and I appreciate you using the word misinformation uh, or disinformation, mm-hmm. um, because information applies that it's accurate. Correct. <laughs> and when we have seen things, for example, the anti-group um, has said that only 3% of the referendum is going to safety and security. Like, that is just flat out not accurate. You can still vote no if you want, but get it right. It's not 3%. It's 34% okay. of the referendum is going towards safety and security. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, we, I think I've heard the word lavish. Yeah, we've seen we've seen lavish and luxurious. And I thought to myself, there's nothing lavish or luxurious about wanting one central checkpoint when you come into a school where my child is. Yeah, and so and so again, the, the school district won't take on that. Hey, because luxurious is that might, that might be a matter of opinion. But what we will <laughs> certainly what, subject what the will, luxurious pool at West. <laughs> so what we will highlight though is and ask people is exactly what you said, is keeping our kids safe and having a single point of entry for all of our schools, for our kids and for our staff, is that luxurious? Is providing additional childcare and preschool learning opportunities for kids at Eagle Lake and at the Center for Learning, is that luxurious? Or is the 1951 Mankato West High School, um, (laughs) where you're looking at remodeling a pool area, getting the band and choir and and fine arts area from, from behind the back, the back of the building, um, providing flexible academic learning spaces, very similar to what we did at East High School 10 years ago. Is that what you mean by luxurious? If we're going to take existing office space and remodel that for our special education kids, maybe that's what you mean by luxurious. I think that common sense voters in Mankato can, um, can weigh in on that. Um, I think it, you know, is it irritating that you have outsiders trying to influence a local election? Yeah, I suppose. But Mankato voters are pretty smart um, mm-hmm. and they can come up with to their own on their own uh, with their own opinions as to what our board is asking for, what the tax impact is, and then count up the votes and see what happens. I will say as just a citizen and a parent of kids in the district, too, and, uh, you know, nobody's looking forward to, to paying more for anything. But when you understand what the importance is, um, that I don't find any of those things that you've mentioned luxurious mm-hmm. at all. Those are things that should be done. And especially with me coming off of the heels of a tour of a brand new, beautiful school that already has all those things. <laughs> wow. Um, I want my kids to be in a place like that too. And yeah. that's what you're, lo- it's certainly not that luxurious I'm saying, but that's what you're, you're looking for is the safety and the security yeah. and maintaining you know, what we have. Yeah. Going back to those community surveys that Shannon was talking about, you know, we, we have a really clear understanding 
there's about 19% of our community that will vote no for anything, um, for any reason, okay. if there's any sort of tax increase. So it doesn't matter what it would be for. They will vote no, 19%. Okay. That leaves a whole lot of voters saying, well, tell me more about this. Um, our role as school officials and as a school board is to make sure that in our community, uh, people have accurate information, um, that they can get that information in multiple different ways, whether it's in print or on social media or on our website, um, through video, which we've produced multiple of those to get information out. And I think that our board at the, at the end of this process is going to feel very proud, um, regardless of the outcome that that informational plan has been executed very, very well. The, the worst would be that we get to November 8th and we have community members saying, what was that whole thing about? Um, mm -hmm. that, that's the role of the board is to make sure that people have those details. Well, then let me ask you this. If we've got uh, groups that are purchasing advertising to maybe misinform mm -hmm. or to, to sway one way or the other, why wouldn't the district or the school board support ads the other way? So the school district does have information out and will continue to put information through our social media and through our mailings that correct misstatements. Um, one will hit mailboxes next week um, that will just address, you may have heard this, here are the facts. You may have heard this, this is the actual truth. That is not a vote yes campaign. That is just trying to set the record straight. Right. We are just like we're aware that there is this organized vote no from outside of the community. We're also aware that there's quite a few groups and quite a few individuals that are actively working in support of the, of the referendum. They all happen to be local people, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, I would imagine that their materials, whether or not they buy uh, radio ads here at KTOE, I don't know, but I'm guessing that they could very well have maybe other ways that they're going to try to reach voters to advocate right. for uh, just as the other side is from, from Minneapolis is trying to argue the, the opposite point. When you don't even live down here, I suppose, I mean, and I, I guess since it's a public school, if you were to go out and, you know, buy ads to contradict what they're saying or, or, or reinform, I should say mm -hmm. um, that would be our dollars paying for it as well. Right. I mean, well, that's true. That's and that. <laughs> Right, because I pay taxes, so that's I would a really be buying, good point. And yeah. so, so we would, our, I think our board would have to have a really uh, deep conversation about whether or not going out and trying to refute a Minneapolis yeah, is that even group worth it? Right yeah. on local radio <laughs> is that a good use of local taxpayer dollars that people are already paying for the school district? Well, you're not. Um, just a full disclosure: nobody's being paid here for you guys to appear on the show. This is just purely for everybody's information. Um, from from your side as well, but um, that's such hard work, and it's. I'm going to say it's got. If I would be infuriated, but um, but that's why that's what high road is hard, and you're handling it very hard. well. It, it is hard, but it's the right work, <laughs> and I think that is why our teachers and our staff and our board. Um, why? I mean, it just it it demonstrates that we have the right people in the right seats within our community and within our district because there's a level of passion that people have for taking care of what we have um, and also planning for the future. Some of the things that will be built or some of the things that will be repurposed or remodeled will be for the next generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the a, a eight-lane community use pool at Dakota Meadows. That mm. pool will be used by children who aren't even born yet. Yeah. 
Um, it will be used by some kids that are born. I mean, it's not going to take us forever <laughs> to build it, but that's a that's a legacy of a of a community, and it just helps the region continue to move forward. And so, is it hard? Yeah, it's it is really hard. But I think that people go to bed at night feeling like they're doing the right work, and you pop up out of bed knowing that uh, you got to keep trying to make a difference for kids and their families. Any final words for us today? Any thoughts? Anything that uh, we didn't get to touch on that you want to make sure people know? Uh, a couple things. The pool pops up a lot. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, people want to say something about the pool. To me, the pool is interesting because to me, it actually falls a lot into the safety aspect. We've had a couple drownings, high profile drownings in, in Mankato the last couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. And we just don't have enough access to teach kids how to swim in the community right now mm -hmm. with just the one pool. Um, so I actually personally feel this is my personal opinion that that actually falls a lot in the safety. We need to, we need to teach kids to swim mm -hmm. and we're able to do that better with these two pools. Um, the campaign from Minneapolis, I've gotten two texts from them. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And they, one was from a concerned mom named Emily and she just wanted to make sure I was aware of the referendum. Oh, I had a friend that got those so, too. And how it, did they get my number? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Chair, chair of the school board. It was the first I'd heard of the referendum from this Emily. She, she was informing <laughs> me through the text. That's so, nice. and then another was a, it was a former <laughs> teacher. I forgot his name and they just both wanted to make sure I was aware of it. The luxurious building. So. It's good they had my, my number the, on the list. But where'd they get the phone numbers? <laughs> my, my wife's reaction when I started laughing, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just reading this text again because it's hilarious. Wow. I'm sorry. But it's like, I'm the school board chair. I'm getting the text. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you're informed um, then about, I, I, <laughs> about what informed. you're doing. And Paul touched on it briefly a little bit before, but when we move these secure, this, this space up to, to do these secure entry points, mm -hmm. I think it gets lost a lot in the shuffle. Um, this is really near and dear to my heart. The special education spaces, I don't think what we have now is to the level it should be for educating these kids. And mm -hmm. I think this is a way for us to not only ensure safety in these schools that we're going to be doing this to these 10 schools, um, we're going to have a lot better facilities for special education. And I think that's hugely important because I think these kids past generations have been forgotten about and it's still not up to the level that, you know, I serve on a board for uh, open arts, Minnesota, and we work with a lot of kids in special education. And I just think that we need to raise our game with what kind of facility these kids are in, right. uh, what type of room they have, what kind of access they have. And I just don't think they're up to where it needs to be. And I think this is a way to not only address the safety, but when we move that space, we're going to be able to redo those spaces for special, edu special education. And that hugely is important to me. Mm -hmm. So as just a community member. Well, I think at the end of all of this, uh, whatever you choose, if you're listening, whatever you choose to do, we're not going to tell you how to vote, only to vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone should vote. Yep. Get out and to vote because yep. uh, there have been instances where things have not passed by a couple of votes. Oh, yeah. So if you're thinking that my vote won't matter um, and, and one vote, what does it matter if I get out there and do it or not? It does matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, turnout will be everything. It's, uh, and you know, we're, we're, we're within the last three weeks of uh, sharing information with voters. And then um, on November 8th, our, our district, whatever the voters decide, will be able to um, shift back into uh, the bread and butter of what school is all about. You mm -hmm. know, and that's kids, teachers, staff, and families coming together to help, uh, you know, get us continue to, to improve the areas that we need improvement on and enhance the areas that uh, are strengths. Now, if somebody listening needs to get some more information or wants to revisit some of the things that we talked about here, the school website is the best place to That's go, a, the district yeah, website? It's a, it's a great resource, ist77.org slash vote2023. And I'll just pitch one more time. We have our final community informational session um, on Thursday, October 26th. 
and that's going to be at East High School at 6 p.m. Um, there's a, a full-on overview of all of the elements of the project, and then we will have breakout tables where people can ask questions, um, mess around with the tax calculator, talk with some designers, talk with some principals about uh, what what's what's uh, included in this and what's at stake. Mm-hmm. I have one more thing, too. I was going to say earlier, so our board, we have seven board members on the school board, mm-hmm. and really, it's amazing. We all get along really well, but our viewpoints are all over the map. I mean, we go from every extreme of the spectrum of views. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes what gets misunderstood if people don't know the board members individually, they don't know everybody. You know, I have the pleasure to know the other six is that we have some kind of common viewpoint on everything. We don't, we have a very wide variety of views and mm-hmm. we still all came to the same conclusion based on the survey on results this okay. on this. And we all agree 100%, the seven of us on what we recommended. And I think that's a big deal because you go down the list and we don't think the same. None of us seven think the same, but we all are able to work together. And I think that's the key part. And my job as chair is basically just to make sure everybody's engaged and everybody's working together. That's kind of my skill set in life is to make sure everybody's coming together and works together, even if you don't agree on everything. But the one thing we all did agree on was what we put forth in this referendum. Come get so. the information, make your own decision for yourself, I say, and then yeah. uh, make your vote by the end of November 7th. Yeah. There you go. We've done everything we can do. It's up to the voters for, for them to decide. There you go. You well, know? thank you both for coming and spending some time with me today because I know that uh, a lot of people will say, we didn't even know this was going yeah. on. I don't know if you've been under a rock or whatever. <laughs> but um, No, it's great to see you. We always appreciate the opportunity to talk about the school district. Yeah. I'd love to see you again next time, and uh, we'll be looking forward to it. Thank you so much. We've got District 77 Superintendent Paul Peterson and School Board Chair Shannon Sinning in with us today on Talk of the Town. We'll see you soon. See you. Thank you.